Okay, now we did and it. There we go. We're back. All right. That's how I do, baby. Here it is. First pod during the calling. For, <laughs> the call. The calling. First oh, that, of all, I gotta give this? you credit. If Kevin wanted to be right about anything, it was that this was gonna kill millions of people. Remember when I said you were ridiculous? Which at the time it was a ridiculous thing to say, but things escalated quickly. Uh, yeah, it's not killing millions of people. It, it might though, because if they the projections are that like seventy million people or like they said between fifty and a hundred. Between 70 and 150 million people could get it. So with a 1% mortality rate, that means like... A couple million. A couple milk could could die. That's if, you know, if God isn't on our side, Kevin, because we are the greatest country in the world. We have the Lord. Well, here's a fun, here's a fun thing. The universe, I was telling Dana this, I was like, the universe has a tendency to uh, correct itself. Yeah. Um, and this is... Shaking off some dead skin right now. Correcting itself. Um... And I'm like, 2020 has been a fucked up year, dude. Yeah, dude. Imagine when diseases start competing with this one. Uh, yeah. Well, imagine when this virus inevitably mutates. Right now, right now, everybody's like, you. It's like not aerosol based. It's in droplets because. Uh, and this is my theory. And Dana, Dana is kind of backed up. She's like, actually, you got some, some. Some insight on that. Uh, uh, the flu is a pretty light virus. It, that's why it can uh, spread d- through the air. Whereas, like coronavirus, uh, has like a lot of fat around it. That's why a lot of soap and water kills it. Um, but because of all that fat, that's why it's only being able to be spread through like hand-to-hand mm-hmm. contact and uh, and surfaces and droplets because it's so heavy. It's covered in fat. It's covered in a. Th- that's why it lasts a long time too. That's why it lasts for ten days on surfaces because it's, it's covered in fat. It's this virus be thick as a mug. Is that what you're? you're thick ass virus, girl. You're writing that down. I am writing. Any I'm t- writing down thick ass virus. Anytime there's a space, guys, just know it's because Kevin can't talk and write at the same time. <laughs> it's true. I can't. I can't talk. I, I can do one thing and one thing well at the at the time being. Yeah. Um, Keith. Yes. In the meantime, are you are you not working? I uh, just found out yesterday that I'm not. I have a meeting Friday, which uh, is it over Skype or you got to no, go? No, I'm going in. Um, do you know? Do you know? Here's the thing, though, and this is probably why it rocketed so quickly around the world. People are not isolate. Like if you walk, if I go out, like people are outside right now. Like it, it's like if you go outside, it's as if it's a normal day in L.A. Oh, dude, you should be here in Chicago. Like, minus people, minus, I, I've seen more uh, cars because I went for, like, a 30-minute walk today. Right. Because uh, I got to get out. Well, I've been yeah. inside for, like, two as, days. And if, as long as you're not around people, you can go outside. Oh, yeah, just stay six feet away from each other. Yeah. Um, But I'm walking around. There's not a ton of people walking around. It's also kind of rainy. Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised at how many cars I saw on the road. Yeah, people are out. I was telling um, Alicia, people are treating this virus like it's the Taliban. Like you got, like we're not gonna let fear win. Like no, it's winning. Oh man, there are some dumbass people out there. Yeah. Oh, p- multiple people I know had birthday parties for their children, and they were just like, "So and so is not letting the coronavirus ruin their birthday." Like they should. 
Uh, my parents were like, oh, we're going to invite uh, my sister, whose birthday was Sunday, and her kids and everybody. And I'm like, don't. Uh, it, even yeah, don't do even that. if there wasn't a coronavirus issue going on, I'm like, uh, my mom just got over the flu. Uh, my my second youngest niece just had the flu. And I'm like, you guys, uh, you guys are old. Like, don't be around kids that are disease carriers. Like, old bitches. Fucking give it a week. Yeah, that's what we told my dad because he was supposed to go shoot pool for his birthday at the at nice. the old VFW. He was real looking like looking forward to it, but it, he was a little bummed that we were gonna make him do it. And then uh, they, the governor or whatever, made the orders that people in Illinois had to like bar up, and that's when he canceled businesses. Yeah, man, I had reservations for this really nice restaurant on Sunday, and then I made the call. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going out. And then uh, Pritzker was like, we're closing all the bars and everything. I'm like, good on him. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm still he working. Would, but that was more the end of April. States following suit. New Jersey was the first city to like actually put in a curfew and lock shit down. He was, he was ahead of the curve. I will say Pritzker was ahead of the curve. Ooh, I had a good barp working out there. With that said, Keith, I got ice cream and beer delivered to me uh, yesterday for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, we got some stuff delivered. Amazon was nuts. We went, we delivered, we uh, we ordered groceries like the first day it got bad. Like the first day people realized it was serious, uh, at least in the media. And uh, we were like, well, Alicia went to the grocery store and people were already raiding toilet paper racks and shit. So she came back with nothing. So we ordered shit on Amazon and it wasn't going to come until like Wednesday. And this was like Friday. Mm. So already there was back. There were back orders and deliveries. Keith, I'm going to continue being an apostle for the bidet. (laughs) Uh, I'm ahead of the fucking curve on that, dude. Like we have, we have enough toilet paper in our house yeah. because Dana. I think has people are just... overestimating how much your ass gets wiped. Yeah, well, we Dana's just converted to the bidet before, uh, before the coronavirus, and we easily have enough toilet paper because we have two Costco things in here. We easily have enough toilet paper to last six to eight months mm-hmm. because when you use a bidet, you're right. only supposed to use like two two sheets you dab it you gotta dab it dry right yeah you just gotta dab it dry that's nice yeah. don't you have a squatty Bidet, potty baby. too uh i do my my ass is in luxury there you go clean it up um but yeah i worry i worry about dana she's still out there on the front lines although uh leave it to my wife uh being the instigator uh, and the person that I love the most, she's she's convinced her company to be like, hey, we're not in, no no patients coming in. If you're not feeling well, we'll text you and wait in your car. Yeah, I've heard that a lot of people are doing that. They're like, you, if yeah, they go to your car and then if you if they want to take you in, they'll bring you in. They're doing yeah. a lot of uh in. I think it's New Rochelle, one of the Westchester towns, because West oh, New Rochelle got hit. Yeah, dude. well. I don't know if they got hit, but they definitely like put all of the coronavirus people in one area. Um, but they were doing drive-by testing. New Rochelle got hit because it's a large Hasidic neighborhood, and the Hasidic people just don't believe in vaccination or going to nope, hospitals or math. And they're so insular. 
I think I think this virus is gonna wipe out a lot of like f- like fundamentalist communities, like old school, yeah. Um, because it's just not made for that. This virus is gonna wipe out a lot of people who actually vote. Uh, you know what? I voted today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I voted yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, and it didn't. Um, did you vote for Biden? No, I voted for fucking Bernie. All right. Well, it didn't work. No, it didn't, which makes me super fucking frustrated. Um, but I really hope uh, Biden said he's going to get a, a a female running. Well, let's talk about Biden, man. Who do you think his running mate's going to be? I have a couple um, theories. I think it'll be someone that's going to disappoint people. It'll be like Amy Klobuchar or something like that. God, man, uh, I I like where your head is. I think it. I think my number it's one not choice gonna is probably going to be. It's not going to be anyone progressive. It's going to be Kamala Harris. Probably, it'll probably be the cop. Um, I, I also think probably the best thing to, and I, and I also think, although she said no, Stacey Abrams. That sounds like someone who but, took over producing Full House after season six. But Stacey Abrams, uh, Stacey Abrams is more, more aligned with Warren and Bernie. Yeah. But they, she's they, young. Yeah. No one knows who she is. So you can probably sneak a little progress in with her because people will be fine finding oh, out man. about this Stacey Abrams and what shows she's produced. I really I really hope your girlfriend's wearing ear earplugs. No, I mean she can't hear you. Okay. Well, she can hear you. Oh yeah. Yeah, she can hear me. Oh, okay. we're stuck. We're in it. Now that the disease is hit. Am I getting waved at? Tell her I'm waving. She can see you. Now okay. that the disease is hit, he just can't see. You you can see like the green mounds over the blanket behind me. <laughs> I but, can. But now that we're stuck in the house together, like I have to podcast in front of her. You got to Yeah, man. Is it the most embarrassing thing you've done in front of her? No, she's been here before. Oh, I would never podcast in front of my wife. Well, yeah, I just got to be done by 2:55. Um, well, that's cuz <laughs> Dana is kind of a puss as far as content. Uh, yeah, she also doesn't like being on the mic. Right. Do you guys have a cat? I no, but we're a... going to get two fat ones that we're looking into it, Kevin. We want to get okay. two fat tabby cats, but we want to get the cats that need to be together, like a pair. You know how you adopt some cats and they're like, this Chad has to go with fucking boobles or whatever. Oh, they're the a bonded pair. Yeah, we want a bonded pair. Um, Kevin's writing again, guys. Okay, Uh, real quick. How's life been under quarantine for you? Like how long have you uh, been, been under fine. quarantine? I would say straight up quarantine, three days, two days. Because over the weekend we were just kind of letting the watching the world burn and watch it get worse and worse. Because uh, mm. through the week, like I said last, the last time we podcasted, I called you ridiculous for what you know. So up until about earlier this week, I was still in that mind frame of like this isn't that bad. But um, even if I still was of that mind frame, I found out two days ago that I was I I'm not allowed to do comedy, even if I wanted to, even if I wanted to go seek out an open mic. Alicia said she would lock the door. And not, are you working and on some sweet Insta comedy? I'm writing jokes and I'm gonna do a lot of podcasts. Like I'm I'm gonna keep busy. I'm gonna keep my mind sharp. Okay. And this is gonna weed out the fucking the fakers. A lot of people. I already know of a couple people that have had to move back home. 
because it's too really because it's expensive to live out here. Like a lot of people were out here with day jobs to do comedy, and now that they don't have their day job, it's why be here? Whoa! Anybody we know without putting no, 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 no. It's just like random. I don't even know if they're gone for good. It's just I've seen multiple Facebook posts of people like, "Well, like I'm back. flying home until this blows over." Hmm. How I I I honestly think if people shelter in i think this will all blow over in a month a month hopefully uh yeah yeah um which is gonna be weird being under quarantine for a month um like i've been well, i've been working like from I said, home since last week quarantine makes it sound worse because like you we can go outside it's not italy yeah that's true um oh so check this out let me pull up her picture so there's this lady who, lady uh i don't know if i have you been watching mcmillions uh surprisingly no uh i've actually been watching country music what the fuck is that it's the ken burns documentary on pbs oh okay i'm trying to pull oh. up this lady and see if you know her i'm i might actually know her um i actually got to follow up tomorrow i got to follow up with my boss because I'm still applying for jobs because this isn't going to last. Let me pull this bro. Like this shit this shit ain't going to last. I got to I got to try and get You know this lady Kevin? Paper. Uh no, I don't know her. She's like the, she's her. like the head of marketing for McDonald's. She was the one who like they had her pretend to catch these people who were rigging the fucking game. They had to like produce fake documentaries about like what the winners are doing and like catch up like where are they now documentaries and they involved her in it like because the fbi had to go to mcdonald's and tell them like your game is rigged and she was the person they dealt with and i just figured mm. since she's like she's literally like the head of marketing and they they do all the interviews in the chicago office oh they do i, I saw them filming when i started working there yeah it's a great documentary um, dude i would advise watching it even though you it's it is on my list, Kate. Yeah. It's not like I'm doing too much. Right. Uh, I'm not as busy. Like the reason why we're keeping this tight is uh, I would like to have dinner cooked when Dana comes home. I would like to because she's actually cooked. out going out to cook. I got the, she's actually going out to, to do stuff. I got a text just before we recorded that my weed shop is only doing delivery and pickup now. Nice. It's good to know that they're not closing though. They know. They gotta get that tree, man. It was the same without like out alcohol. There. Got to get my five dollar pre rolls delivered to me. Uh, I was trying to get some. Uh, some of the Chicago breweries are doing delivery, um, but some of them aren't. In, will deliver to my area, and I'm like, I don't want to pay fucking Postmates to get like beer delivered. Yeah. So I'm hoping they all switch and they'll like waive the delivery radius. This really is the perfect time to like cram shit, though. Like I have finally decided I'm gonna watch. Star Trek beginning to end. I'm in the middle of the first season of the original series. Oh, what's beginning to end? Like, like are you watching it chronologically? Through Picard. So is that, is that chronologically? Yeah. So I'm going to go original series and then Including it's, movies. What's that? Yeah. But so right. it's original okay. series. Then it's the animated series. And, Whoa. and then it's the movies. I think it's like the first six movies. And then it's Next Generation. And then it's a couple more movies because then the Next Generation did movies. And then it's 
Deep Space Nine, and then in the middle of Deep Space Nine, Voyager started, and then they kind of ended together. And then it's what about Enterprise? You're missing Enterprise. Enterprise, that it's all on CBS All Access. But Enterprise is is before it's the, uh, it's the prequel. It's everything, but still, I'm gonna watch it in the order that it aired. That like the shows oh, okay. were created. So um, chronologically based on dates, not chronologically not based date. on not star date, not star date. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's the title <laughs> not stardate that's uh, that made me laugh so and then after enterprise it's discovery and then it's picard and discovery and picard are the two cbs all access originals nice how how so you've started that or you will start I'm starting that? it i'm in the middle of season one of the original series which i like more than i thought i was going to because as a kid i hated star trek like the original one, I like Next Generation. It just the original series was so goddamn boring. Like for a seven-year-old, it's non-eventful. You inspired me that maybe I'll watch all the Marvel movies in chronological order. Yeah, dude. That now's the and time. I'll do it in like the universe chronological order. So it's like Captain America, and then um, Captain Marvel, and then everything starts to sync right. up. And then you could even pop in. You could do get super weird with it and watch. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too, because that mixes in with the movies. Oh, God. Maybe I could blog. Maybe I could pot about it. We need content. Now there's no um, goddamn excuse. There's no excuse for us I to I really write. don't. I've actually been writing a lot. I've been playing my banjo a ton. I've been playing my banjo at least an hour a day. I've been trying to do what, like, my version. Like, while Alicia works, I work too. Like, I'll read. I'll write. I'll do, I'll do some podcast prep. That's good. Um, I'm I'm still cooking, man. Um, what else? Uh, I'm actually uh, gonna be. I got a list of like five books that I'm gonna be plowing through. Um, uh, do you want to hear the books I'm reading? Yeah. While I'm under quarantine, uh, I'm reading uh, uh, Shadow King. I'm reading the fifth season. Um, I'm reading, uh, this book called the lost book of Diana. Diana. I love how you don't just have it in front of you. Are you, is it E? Is it an ebook? No, it's a, it's a book book. I just had to pull it up. Um, because I, I don't have it. It's in my bedroom. It's... I'm still reading my Cubs book. Uh, what's that book? It's called Mr. Wrigley's uh, ball club and it's about the cubs during the 20s versus like how they fell off in the 30s for a little bit like the transitional period and then it's also just talking about like the differences in the city between the jazz age and the end of the jazz age was wrigleyville the like county was it like uh, was it like the the outskirts of the city no wrigleyville was always the wrigleyville is kind of like a more modern term like it's just it didn't become Wrigleyville until like the 80s. All right. All right. All right, Keith, I found this book. Uh, it's called The Lost Book of Adana Moreau. Uh, it's written by a Chicago author. It's like uh, I'm excited to read that. It's not a big read. Um, and I'm reading the fifth season by uh, N.K. Jemsen. Nice. Uh, who's doing the who's writing far sector and so that's that first book oh, that's and dope. then i'm reading uh jonathan hickman's comic uh graphic novel i picked that up 
last week. Uh, fuck, what's the name of that? Uh, Pax Romana, where the oh, Holy okay. Roman Empire goes back in time. Right. Uh, so I'm going to read that. And uh, I'm sure I got some other books that I've, I've pushed off that I haven't read because I've been too busy. And no, I have no excuse. None. I have no fucking excuse to like binge movies. Or like whenever I'm like, hey, did you hear about this in comics? And you're like, no, I was busy. You're not busy anymore. I'm not busy anymore. Yeah. Uh, I have no excuse. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Um, now you, now it's, it's just going to it's going to expose your lack of preparation for the show. <laughs> um, I might try to reread some comics and give another take. Right. Well, now I have. Um, I even put myself to it. I was like, well, now I have to finish Power Rangers. Like now I have no excuse for like I can sit down and read 20 comics if I wanted to. Oh, shit, dude. I'm trying to think what other like shows that I should probably watch. I didn't finish Stranger Things. Maybe go back and watch season three of Stranger Things. We finished Miss Maisel. We're almost done with the Harry Potter movies. Uh, Ooh, are those on HBO? No, those are nowhere. Those are uh, either on, for rent, like on the platforms, or they're going to be on that HBO Max because it's a Warner Brothers thing. Oh man, maybe I'll watch Harry Potter. HBO Something Max I have no out. idea. HBO Max decided to come out at the worst possible fucking time. It's coming out in May, which might be the tail end of when everything's coming out of like coronavirus fucking shutdown. But yeah. I don't know if people are going to be able to swing $15 a month for HBO Max at least initially. Yeah, man. I think I think a lot of these I bet you they'll uh, do a f- I bet you they'll do an extended free trial. Well, the government's thinking about uh, sending everybody a thousand dollars. Yep, I love how they, the a disaster forced them to do stuff that's progressive and social, but they're <sighs> but they're not calling it socialism. I completely fucking agree. Trump. Every single time I've seen Trump give a give a talk, now he's so bummed he has to tell the truth. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you so much. And I just think he finally that Fauci dude gave him like I just think he finally realizes how grim it is like i don't i don't think he's upset that it's a bad situation i just think he's finally like oh damn this is fucked up like you're finally seeing a shook donald trump yeah fuck that dude yeah but like i don't want to be i don't want to be that person that also that wishes like there's so many people that like he should get it like that they want him to die of the coronavirus and i also think that's kind of gross like be be the bigger person. I honestly think that this is going to be the thing that takes him down. I don't. I think he's healthier than people want him to be. I honestly. Oh no, I'm I not honestly, saying it's going to get him. Oh sick. no, it's he's not getting reelected now. It's it's been the death knell. I I think this is the thing that's like he can't hide it. He can't hide the incompetence anymore. I, this yeah. is the thing. And I think that's also why he's a little shook. Is I think it he realized how much this fucked him because. People are finding out now that the reason he was so positive about it was because he knew that the more people found out about this, the lower his ratings would go. So the time or I think time or someone wrote a great piece about how he basically suppressed the numbers to keep his his approval rating up. Hmm. But yeah, but where's his approval rating right now? I think it's in the 
f- low 40s, which is kind of low. It always it's hovers. Still it it always high. hovers around 50, though. Like even Obama, I don't think ever cracked the mid 50s. Like if it's, Trump if for a it's while over, there was at if it's 20. over 50 towards like a, a, like that's good. So do you know anybody that has had uh, that has coronavirus? No, not personally. Okay, I don't know anybody that has coronavirus yet. But then again, it's it's not hit like no. To... And that's another thing is people are. I even think now with the amount of people that are outside, it's solely based on people looking at the current numbers and being like, well, not that many people have it. And I don't think people are realizing like, look how much it's exploded just in the last week. Like, imagine how many people are going to have it next week and then the week after that. I explained it just simply at work because one of our cashiers went home like two weeks ago because she didn't feel good. Now I'm almost positive she doesn't have the coronavirus because none of the employees have gotten it so far. But Mm -hmm. I said, I go, now imagine she did. I go, if she got it, we all got it. And And then if we got it, we gave it to the customers and then those customers went outside and gave it to a hundred people. And then those hundred people gave it to 200 people. And then like, I was like, it just explodes like that. Yeah, dude. Like I, I have, I finally have switched from cash to like, I put all my cash in my wallet. I had like $200 in my wallet. Dude, we got to get I into de- Bitcoin dog. I deposited it into my account uh, so now I'm like cashless. It's the first time ever in my life I don't have any cash. On All me. cord. Um, I'm gonna test my first weed delivery run early. I'm gonna buy a couple five five dollar pre rolls. Hey, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, dude. Good news from my end is that Dana and I finally have uh, as much money as we had in the bank when we got married. Nice. Also, you know what this means? Podcast end times Patreons, baby. Let's do it. Journey into Nerdery <laughs> Patreon. If you want to organize it, man, we'll do it. We'll get it. I I'll, actually I'll... was thinking to like, if this is the time where I just think this is a smart time to, even though I'm going to get unemployed, like I'm going to find money, like however you have to find like it. Like in couch cushions? But what better time to set a foundation for never having a job again than to just set up a podcast patreon maybe maybe there's 20 dumb people that'll give me five dollars a month to put out podcasts oh man don't call our listeners dumb our listeners like our podcast no i know um i i don't know man i think i think this is really setting like the i can't really go out but i can get foam delivered to me and maybe work on making some puppets and shit in inside oh, yeah. in the meantime and maybe make some cool puppet shows. Well, and that's what the forms of entertainment, and then this will slide into our topics. This is a good little transition, Kevin. Ooh, shit. Uh, so wrestling is going behind closed doors without an audience, which is yeah, but they still have to wrestle each other. I know, but it's still and it's it's a little weird adjusting. Like Raw and SmackDown have been at the Performance Center, um, and you kind of hear the announcers echoing. UFC had an event that was uh. That was behind closed doors without an audience. But those forms of entertainment, I think, lend itself to not having an audience. Like, the audience is necessary kind of for wrestling, but I think we figured out that there's ways to do it without an audience. You had all those Matt Hardy, Deleter, Decay vignettes. Those were great for Impact. Those didn't have any crowd. Um, There's there's fun ways to do it. They've also, WrestleMania is going to be behind closed doors now. Oh, we'll talk to we'll talk to WrestleMania. We'll talk about WrestleMania real fast. But the thing that I think is going to be so weird for uh, 
the thing that I think is going to be so weird for the, not weird. The thing that I think helps wrestling is the announcers. I I've been to enough live wrestling events to, to be like, Oh, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter if you're there live because the, the announcers are so integral to what the show is. Right. No, I think what's weirder for without the audience is the wrestlers knowing what to do. Like the wrestlers in, in American wrestling, they play off the like what they do next is based on what's pumping the audience up. Uh, and like you saw it, it was a little weird. Like when mm. when the wrestlers were walking out, they were like doing their little entrance moves. They were like playing to a crowd that wasn't there. Like Bailey was hyping up the empty arena and it's not it's not because oh, that's so weird and it's just because it's part of their pr- routine like when you walk down the ramp you hype you get all hype up and you you raise the roof but like it's not you don't just walk down like there's things you don't change just instinctively also i saw that they had the wrestlers stop wrestling during the commercial breaks oh because usually because it's a live show, you have to keep wrestling during commercial breaks and you just tell the wrestlers to like, hey, we're in a commercial break. Cool it down a little bit. But now so they just go to the corners and chill. Yeah, they just broke it apart. We're in commercial. You can break apart. And then right before we take come, a breather. Yeah. So they had little clips of the wrestlers just standing there at the commercial breaks. Oh, man. So, yeah, and then WrestleMania is going to be behind closed doors at the Performance Center. And this is going to be the big test of like can you do because raw and smackdown have kind of been like half like two or three wrestling matches and then the rest of it like interviews and like showing you clips from past shows building you building stories but this is going to be their big blow off they're going to have to do eight matches in the performance center with no audience so this will be the big test aew is going behind closed doors for the next couple weeks tonight they're having one tonight's going to be the big reveal of the exalted one I trust and who do you think it's going to be? Matt Hardy? Probably, or Luke Harper. Um, I trust... Luke Harper? Uh, Is Luke Harper a charismatic enough to be that? Yeah, Um. but I think the mouthpiece of Dark Order is Evil Uno and Stu Grace, and I think the Exalted One can kind of... But I think it's it's, it's basically Matt Hardy. Like, they've, they've set it up to be Matt Hardy, which was ballsy because they were building Matt Hardy while he was still under contract. There was very much a likelihood that... Matt Hardy would legally not be able to be in all elite wrestling. And if that was the case, then they just shot themselves in the foot. Well, you know what they should do? They should just he should change his name to Pat Hardy. Hardly. <laughs> um, so here we go. As a precautionary measure against COVID-19, that's also what's funny, too. So the CDC is in Atlanta, Georgia, which means there's a smart genius with a, southern, with a southern accent going, COVID-19. Hey man, I'll tell you what, this COVID nineteen is really really fucking up our area, man. Y'all y'all can't acquiesce to the fear. <laughs> y'all don't y'all don't know what's going on out there now. <laughs> Uh, um, so as a precautionary measure a against COVID-19, the AEW Dynamite show on April 15th in Boston will be relocated. Uh, the relocated show will be televised live on TNT on April 15th until further notice. Uh, live episodes of Dynamite will be produced at closed set locations with essential personnel only. Uh, the Dynamite show in Boston will be rescheduled for August 5th. Um, and they're doing the same thing with the ones that are this week and next week. They're moving them to that daily place that's right by the jacksonville jaguar stadium okay um 
So, but I trust AEW to do something cooler with it. WWE's kind of hamstrung by being a publicly traded company, so they can't really do anything. A- oh, so I'm learning AEW is a private company. Yeah, they're not on the stock market. Whoa. AEW. AEW. No, WWE being on the stock market is unprecedented. And it's not, you can kind of mark the moment where when WWE went public and became a stock is when it got bad because once you're a stock, you're you're beholden to a board of directors. Who, and you have shareholders. And they don't care about wrestling. They care about their stock being high. So They care about bottom lines. So they, the Stone Cold said so. And that's when they started altering the show to be family-friendly, and they cared more about getting Pepsi as a sponsor versus producing good wrestling content. AEW and all the other wrestling companies, even, T- even Ring of Honor with Sinclair as their owners. They're just, Does that fucking bum you out, man? No, because it's not like they have fucking... They're not brainwashing people through the product. This is my thing about Sinclair. I have no issue with them existing. It's the new... No, 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 that that it's a privately traded company. Does that bum you out? That WWE is? A public public company. Does that bum you out? Yeah, because it just... It's just such a money move. Like, outside of making billions of dollars, there's no logical reason of why you would want a wrestling company to be on the stock market. Like, I mean... Manchester United's on the stock market. That even seems a little far-fetched. What? Yeah, they're a stock. You can invest in Manchester United. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That's why they that's where their revenue comes from, though. That's why that's why they can spend all the money they do because they make the most money in the world. They make Manchester United makes more money than any soccer team on the planet. And it's because they're easily up there with Real Madrid. It's Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Man United are the most popular soccer teams on the planet. Wow. And it's just because if you get on that stock market, your brand gets put put out globally. Are the Yankees on the stock market? No. Maybe. I'm really surprised. Maybe. Look it up. Let's see. Yeah, our, this is our favorite part of the show. Our Pro listeners looking. Teams on the st- I type a little faster than you. So the NFL has none. Uh, the New York Rangers via Ma- so the New York Rangers via Madison Square Garden, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs via Rogers Communications. So a lot of these teams are on the stock market because of the companies that own them. Um, you can. The New York Yankees are on the stock market. Okay, yeah, because of the Yes Network. Um. Yeah, the Blue Jays, the Braves are on there because of Liberty Media. Liberty Media? That's probably just a giant. That's like Ted Turner's shit, probably. Hell yeah, man, it's me, Ted Turner, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to buy the hell out of this. Yum, yum, yum. Look out now, yum, yum. Get on down in yum, yum, now. A few other Get sports in there, teams yum, used man. to be publicly traded, including the Boston Celtics, Cleveland Indians, but are no longer public companies. Oh, the Cleveland Indians were a public company. They were, yeah. Um, Manchester United ranks as not only one of the strongest football brands, but one of the strongest sports brands in the world. There are also a number of Premier League clubs that are traded on foreign markets uh, and other soccer. So Roma, Juventus, Borussia Dortmund, Lazio. But they're not on the U.S. exchange. So, yeah, it's not unheard of. Keith, are you staying hydrated? Trying. 
I'm drinking coffee and stuff, but yeah, we we got to work. We have this big ass like f- two and a half gallon jug with a pump that we're gonna like fill up with water. Uh, Dana and I bought a fuck ton of rice, and we got a, a large amount of beans. Nice. Um, See, you're at least smart, and you know that you can drink fucking tap water. Yeah, can you drink fucking tap water? Like, it's not affecting the water. No. Why are people buying toilet paper? Like, it's not a gastrointestinal and disease. If it, even if it is, if you if there ever is a world where you can't have toilet paper, jump in the shower after you take a shit. Oh, man, dude. When I when I was living uh, for, like, three days at the hotels, I would try to hold my shits to when I got back to the hotel room so I could use the, the shower head that detaches and clean my asshole. <laughs> There you go. I'm I'm spoiled, man. Uh, did you see the stock market dropped to the to when it, before Trump entered yeah. office? And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, I hate this guy so much. Yeah, but dude, that's not just like people don't give him credit when it's good. You can't. It, the stock market has nothing to do with the president. That's all the. That's I know, all the disease. but he makes it. His narrative is about it's all about him. Oh, I know. It makes him look foolish when it crashes, but like. As much as like, because tr- Trump supporters stupidly like when whenever the stock market's doing good, that's the one thing that they like see. He's making the economy good, and then, but the stock market's not a good indicator I of the know, economy. I know, but at the same time, when people get excited, like there's a bunch of people that are all jacked that it's bad because they're like, oh, this means like, you know, it's bad. This means Trump's doing bad. Like, well, if it's not, if he's not doing good when it's good, then when it's bad has nothing to do with him too. I think I think from people from from my perspective, why I'm so happy, like the stock market tanked is not so much that the stock market's tanking. It's so much that Trump has decided to, like, tie himself to the stock. Right, market. right. And because of that, he has nothing. He has nothing to say about it. You right. have to you, you now have to put up or shut up. You got to be a leader. And he's showing that he's not a good leader. Well, yeah, he's never, never was. Uh, yeah, but he doesn't have anything to like conflate that or or make people believe uh, like, oh, it's this person's fault. Like he has nobody to to fall back on or to blame. At the end of the day, it just it's, he just has like you have to like uh, say what you want about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's sounding like a president. Sounding like a president, but also if we're talking out of the three old men right now looks more like he has the coronavirus than any of the two. Yeah, that's true. He looks Oh, awful. hey. Uh Senate approves virus lo- relief measure. Yeah, I just House saw that before it went on. Yeah. Uh which includes free coronavirus testing and paid emergency leave. Now heads to President Trump for his signature. I also think uh, they passed something that said that uh landlords can't evict people. Yeah, man. So that's I don't cool. know how long that's gonna. I th- it's, it's probably a month or two. Like it's, it's all everything done, and that's why that's why shit changes every day because they're not gonna put forth any doomsday plans yet. Like everything they do is of the mindset like this is temporary. This is gonna get better in a week or two. This is gonna get better in a month. They're not gonna be like okay for the next year you can't evict your fucking tenants because then that makes people think oh this is gonna be lasting for a year even though it is gonna last for a year. Well, it's the same thing with with me. Even though I've I've technically I've been working like today I worked tomorrow I actually do have to do a fair amount of work because I have things to do 
on Friday. But for the most part, I haven't really done anything, but like I'm contracted out through the end of, of May and they're going to pay me out through the end of May. That's dope. Um, but I don't know what's going to be there for me afterwards. Like I'm, I to say I'm not worried would make me sound like an idiot. Right. Um, but like tomorrow I'm going to reach out to my supervisor because she's trying to get me a full-time position, but we'll see what happens after all this. But McDonald's is a, is a major brand and I would hope that like my last eight months working there and being like who I am and them liking me means something when they inevitably start back up. And I took the, I took the thing off my mic. Um, but man, bummer, no opening day. Yeah, that was a little bummer about baseball being canceled, basically. It's a fucking bummer, dude. Also, like, is hockey over? Is basketball over? I think all sports are going to either have to do an abbreviated season or cancel. Soccer is talking about doing, I'm going to talk about it extended on my show. Uh, It's they're either going to null the season, which means it's just ended, or they're going to do a hybrid thing where... They give Liverpool the title because they're like twenty five points clear, and people, it's it's unlikely that anybody would have caught them. Yeah, but I feel like Liverpool's it's going to have an asterisk next but to that. Title. No, if eh, it's people are they are they voted amongst the league. The league is like I think fifty four percent of the league wants them to give Liverpool the title. But then what they're going to do to satisfy the people in the bottom, they won't relegate anybody. So Liverpool will get the title. Nobody will get relegated. Final standings freeze. It is where it is. Liverpool gets the title. And then you promote the top two teams in the lower leagues. And then next year you just play with two extra teams and you relegate five teams. Uh. So that's that's most likely what they're going to do. Has Liverpool ever won the title? Oh, they've won like, I think they've won the most, but they've never won the Premier League. The last time they won a league oh. was when it was the old first division. Like 19, Whoa. I think 1989 or 1990 because it's been 30 years. Is and that a big deal? It's a huge deal. And that's also part of why people are cool with just giving them the title because that's just, dude, that's a heartbreaker. Imagine if a team you love was finally going to win the league. You're three fourths of the way there. And then the league stops because of a pandemic. Like, even though it's an asterisk or whatever, give them the fucking title. It's they were almost there. There was eight games left. It's they based, they were a game they were a win away from mathematically being champions. Yeah, but if you're mathematically champion, do you do you still have to play a playoff? No, the playoff. There's no playoffs in the Premier League. The final standings the the season the season is the tournament. Oh. The Premier League is technically a tournament. You every team plays each other twice. Final standings is the final standings. That's cool. Yeah, it's a round robin tournament. Oh, that's pretty fun. Yeah. All right, I like this. Oh, I like this, Keith. Oh, I like this. So also to right. cl- to close out the cr- c- to little comic book stuff. A lot of comic book conventions had to be canceled because of this, obviously. So uh, you're starting to see the good people out of this because uh, Emerald City gave each other uh, gave people. Uh, refunds for all guests and staff that's awesome like even because those comic book artists and writers pay for those panel spots so it would i think legally they're probably fully within their right to just cut and run with the money 
because this is uh, this is agreed because their, this is an act of God. Yeah, this isn't. They didn't plan for this to happen. They could be like, "Look, you paid us for this booth." Like, I think everybody's gonna get this this once around with this, and then I think legal is gonna write this into contracts going forward. Yeah, in case of a pandemic. In case of, uh, yeah, I, I this is gonna be included in their act of God clause. Like, hey, sorry, this happens. You're gonna get back one third of your money. But it's like, uh, it's like from my perspective, that's the only reason why I'm getting paid out because people feel bad. Yeah. And it's also not in there. It's like, well, they could sue us being that this is like they're contractually obligated to work this amount of time. Um, and this was all set to go. This wasn't going to be canceled short of like an act of God. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you're going to see some devious companies and legal write stuff up. Starting the next time this happens, man, I don't think they were expecting this. Well, yeah, actually, they were expecting this and fucking Trump ignored them. I don't know. It actually they were... fired them. Yeah, well, I don't think they were expect. I don't think they knew the coronavirus was coming, but I just think, he, I think, and most Republicans think like this. I just think, and honestly, if people were gun to their head, honest with themselves, nobody ever thought a pandemic was going to happen in our lifetime. So Republicans do see shit like FEMA and the CDC and like all that environmental shit that to them is a waste of money because they say like yeah there's global warming but like we're not going to be alive when it's actually bad like yeah there's risk of a pandemic but that's not going to happen in our lifetime and up until up until it happens those aren't crazy things to think like it's it's insane if you live your life thinking like yeah there's going to be a pandemic in my lifetime so I'm just going to prep for it like you want a it is dumb that he de, that he crippled the CDC but i feel like the republican notion that it's a waste of money is not a like that's not a crazy trumpian thing that like he did like that's a known republican thing they hate spending yes but he was the one that actually pulled the trigger on it right and it's why they loved him uh, whereas I'm like, you guys fucked up. Yeah. And you're going like, to see the repercussions. The CDC even of, called. And you're going to see CBC. you're going to see the repercussions of how he's decommissioning all this wildlife to drill yeah. for, to frack for oil and shit. The CDC even called them out like a month before this happened. They're like, we see a flu-like pandemic coming soon within the year, like within a year or something. They were like, they called it. And they were like, it came a little early. And then uh, I think the day after they called that, Trump was like, pack it up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you fucking idiot. Um, but in the meantime, like, uh, I was pretty getting pretty antsy, man. I was getting a little cabin fevery uh, for a while there. But now I'm starting to get used to being at home. Yeah, man. But I've been home. I've been working from home. For easily a week longer than everybody else. Well, it kind of threw me off because last night I was like, oh, I got to get to because I knew I had to record it noon or one, whatever it was going to be. And so I was like, oh, you like I wanted to get up at like eight o'clock to read the new books that came out today. So I was like, oh, I want to get some sleep. You have to be up at eight. But then I was like, wait, I can just go back to bed when I'm done. Like, 
Do you know, I'm still waking up like I was unemployed for eight months. I still wake up at the same time every day. That's wild. I st- I, I'm like, because I you need to have habits, man, because this is going to be over. Because I still had it in my head, though, that like, oh, you got to get up for work. And I was like, I do have to get up for work, but I could go back to bed after it. Like, I could go back to sleep after this. I I'm won't, also curious, but like, I can. what a thousand dollars is going to do for us. It, I feel like in the way with the way they've limited everything, it'll go a while because what are you outside of buying essentials? What are you going to do with it? Everything's closed. It's not like you can go to Best Buy and buy a fucking Blu-ray. Yeah, that's true. There's nothing. You, what are you, like? What are you going to do with it? I uh, so what I've been doing with my money, uh, I've been still like Dana and I agreed that once a week we're going to order from restaurants and get it delivered. Right. Uh, to support those people. And then I ordered a couple records directly from uh, from the, 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 the websites of the bands that I like. I ordered some shit that's coming. but Like indie records from like indie labels that yeah. I really like. I ordered like Bloodshot, I ordered Bloodshot some, Records. I ordered things. some stuff that, that I ordered pre-coronavirus, but it's coming today and tomorrow. I got a new skateboard coming. That's, Skater Dabra. That's from a company... What's the name of that company, babe? Oh no, it's from some company she ordered that like makes bikes, but it's a dope little skateboard. Um, and then I am gonna get new headphones. I got new headphones coming. Ooh, what what headphones did you get? Beats. Audio Beats are shitty. Audio Technica. Oh, Audio Technicas are good. I uh, I'm a big fan of these headphones that I have. My uh, Sony's. I've had these for six years. Nice. Um. But yeah, man, I was just like, if there's an artist you really like that's like not a giant name, um, well, we're, like we're go also to, go to their website, but buy buy a record, buy something from them. We're also only picking restaurants that have like local, like their employees deliver it. We're not doing it through Postmates or Grubhub. Like, oh yeah, me too. Like we're picking stuff that like their nephew delivers it. Yeah. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm the I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm only doing uh nothing nothing through Grubhub. I'm calling directly through the restaurant and getting things delivered. Mm-hmm. Now some of those restaurants will take you right to Grubhub, which if that's the case, then you got to do it. But yeah, but even then, like you're still supporting the cooks. Yeah. Um, the cooks are making a profit off of that. Um, but yeah, I I I, I got to do something, man. I got to do something to. Like I was there, and if I and if I was there, I'm sure. I if if I was still working as like a door guy, there'd be nobody there to help me. Yeah, dude, they all got GoFundMe's. All those bars, Cleo's got one. Yeah, but I I I would love to support, but who am I? Honestly, I I'd be so curious to see who's giving money to those people the, right now. But the patron, the people who go to the bar, it's the regulars. Mm. You know what really made me upset uh is that I heard St. Louis, Missouri in general was still like there's no virus. A Just lot of people like, th- a lot of those southern states think it's a hoax. Man, that might I was so mad at my parents in Missouri and I told my sister I'm like you're staying inside. Or I was saying this last night. I think there's a large number of people who know it's real and they just don't like they accept that like who cares if a 
two million old people die. Like, just just get the virus. Like, let's just get it. And like, who will be really sick? But who gives a fuck? Like, only old people die from it. I heard Vanessa Hudgens was like, so what? Millions of people die. Whatever. Right. A lot of people are thinking that. Like, there's six billion people on the earth. Who cares if two million die? Yeah, that's that's tough, dude. I don't know, man. I I I I don't want anybody to die. The, to die from a disease like this is painful. And that's most like even when people like the theory of like yeah but you don't want to get it i think there's a lot of people who are just like fuck it i'm just like i'm 24 i'll just i'll be really sick it'll suck but who like there's probably people who are just like why are you afraid to get the coronavirus it's not going to kill you hmm hmm um good news is this is set up like we have our weekly conversations like this through skype i've been skyping with more people yeah we've been doing this for we've we've been corona ready for years hell yeah dude we've we've been kicking it uh there's been a couple large moments where we were in the same room the first year and then well like the year and a half before i left chicago that's true we've been like ships in the night yeah did you hear about this earthquake that rattled Utah? Have we become a news podcast? <laughs> yeah, I was like, every time we pause, I'm just like, all right, now for comics. <laughs> um, Hold on, let me turn this off. I, I, I'm looking at the news right now. Instead of paying attention to In you. the news. Keith, do you want to talk about comics? Yeah, man. And the future. Hopefully, yeah. Maybe or maybe it won't. Maybe maybe this will be the death knell for the comic book industry. You know, I kind of thought about that because I'm like, I, I, I'm going to be getting these comics delivered. But I'm like, I'm sure this guy who's packing my comics isn't wearing gloves. I think this is going to push everything to digital. Uh, I think I think say goodbye to cash. I think everything is going to be done through card from now on. Um, I think I think we're going to be seeing a lot more digital content. Um, this might be the end of the comic book store. It might be. That bums me out, man. I really like the comic book store. Yeah, but times change. They don't. They don't have candy stores anymore. Yeah, they do. Is there? What's rumbling back there? Uh, it's my heater. Oh, okay. My heater uh, turns on sometimes. It's getting cl- it's getting like five o'clock. It's it gets ready to turn on. Sounds like you're riding the snowpiercer. I know. Yeah, I don't get to the front. You'll find out what you're eating. No, never get to the front. They don't have the coronavirus up front. Um, what 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 is snowpiercer about? Like the world freezes and people to live on a train. Yes. So there's like a catastrophe. The entire Earth's population all lives on this giant bullet train. And it's set up by class. Like the poorest people are in back and the richest people are up front. And it's about a social uprising of people in the back car trying to get to the front car. And uh, the whole world is frozen. And this, how long is this train? Is it giant? It's miles long. Yeah. There's okay. only, but there, it's still like, I think the, like there's like 50,000 people on the train. And that is like humanity. That's like what is left of humanity. Wow. It's about to be a show on TNT. Ooh, I like the movie. The movie is good. Yeah, but the show is going to be like, I think the first season of the first half of the first season is basically going to be the movie and then they're going to go their own way. But the dude who made it, that Bong Joon-hoon, 
or whatever, the guy who did Parasite, he's he made Snowpiercer, and he's going to be a producer on the show. Oh, cool! Yeah, I like Bong Hoon Joon. Yeah, it's the only like- it's the only movie he's done where they speak English. All huh. all his other movies are subtitles. Is he also? Did he also do Parasite? Yeah. Nice. Academy Award winner. And I think he did The Host. Oh, I like The Host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good kaiju movie, baby. Yeah. Uh, Keith, do you want to start off with this motherfucking... Yeah, so I'm going to start out with a couple books that I re- that are from way long ago, but I read it it's just for coronavirus. Uh, okay. Detective Comics 1020. I actually liked it. Uh it's basically like it opens up between this cool like conversation Harvey Dent's having with his two halves of his face and like they're really starting to set up that he's losing control of it like when the t- when the scarred side takes over it takes over and the Harvey Dent side doesn't remember like it completely takes over and they're like fighting each other um and then yeah and it's just so he robs some fucking rare coin collection from some crime brothers some crime brothers that's the that's the new wwe tag team the crime brothers oh man Ooh, ooh, yeah so he he murders these guys and through that investigation that's when batman starts realizing that he's like getting a harder edge that he's just like starting to kill more people he's doing this weird thing where he's fucking putting coins on people's tongues like fucking catholic priests after he kills them and he's like, it ends with them basically like he's starting this cult called the Two Strikes Cult where it's like he's got all these disciples and shit. Are they twins? No, no, it's just random people. Uh, mm. that, and that was like my thoughts. It's a cool book, but like, who cares? Oh, that's a bummer. And then Action Comics 1020, it was like a cool story between the Young Justice crew and Superman. So the Young Justice, uh, who it's... Drake, who used to be Red Robin, his name is Drake now. Uh, Connor Kent, Superboy, Impulse, Wonder Girl, and Ginny Hex uh, are there. They kind of catch you up on who Connor Kent is. That he's like from another dimension. And he's a genetic mixture of Lex Luthor and Superman. Um, and then as they're doing that, Superman plops down and basically says that the Legion of Doom and Leviathan are both coming, and he needs to lock down the Hall of Justice. Uh, Connor Kent and Superman have this cool battle where Connor Kent realizes that like, oh, Leviathan has contingency plans for Superman, but they don't have contingency plans for two Supermen. And then Ooh. and then they like stop him. My only issue with this book was that if the threat is Leviathan and the Legion of Doom, it seems kind of insulting to them that you would just have them foiled by like oh they weren't planning for me to be here and then you just like defeat them real quickly it kind of takes the balls away from them like if you're beating them this quickly in this issue why are they even a threat yeah man i'm I'm with you on that i i uh that seems very uh childish and 1950 ish like that's fine if it's gonna be one issue like if this whole leviathan thing was this issue that's cool but like this is supposed to be the big bad, like Legion of Doom and Leviathan coming together should be the end of the world. Like that shouldn't be something you you even see until the final issue. Yeah, girl. And I just kind of am a little frustrated that this Leviathan thing had so much. I like it, 
but it, I don't like that it just became like another Superman villain. Like I thought it was going to be a little far reaching. I I think it is more far reaching when when Leviathan has its own thing. I think that's kind of like Brian Michael Bendis's in, in his contract. Like I want to do this kind of cool thing. And yeah, the and this action comics book was essentially uh it was all of his characters in one book. Like Naomi is in it, Connor Kent, like all of all of the things he's created so far get like a showcase in it. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Uh. Uh. What? Turn my headphones up. What's your first? Ma'am. What's your first couple? Um, my first couple is let me pull let me pull my books up. Um. Uh. Well, you know what? Let me first briefly touch two books that are that were enjoyable. Then I'm not going to go into too much detail. Uh, Darth Vader issue two. Um, at the end of the first issue, uh, Vader gets confronted with Padme, and you're like, why is Padme still alive? Um, and it's actually not Padme. Is it like a force ghost? No, it is Padme's handmaiden. Oh, the one that would be like her double? It's her double that's Who alive. is, uh, Sofia Coppola in the movies? Um, I think so. And Vader goes a little crazy... Um, there's still some great Vader, um, the queen, uh, he's like, Padme is dead, but you wear her face, you speak with her voice, you're the queen's shadow, you're a handmaiden from Naboo, um, what's her name, uh, Sabe, Sabe is her, mm-hmm. is her name, um, and so she, uh, joins forces with Vader to destroy, like, these squid things that are just in breeding mode, uh, because that's the only time they're aggressive. They're like they look terrifying, but the only time that these creatures are aggressive is when they're getting ready to fuck. Um, and so they murder all them. Um, and then uh, while this is all happening, and Vader's fighting with her, he's having flashbacks of when he fought with with Padme in Episode Two and Episode One. Um, and then. Uh, they uh they decide she decides to hitch a ride with vader so now vader's with this reprogrammed uh forensic droid that serves as like your narrator Mm -hmm. because vader doesn't really talk much um and now sabe is riding with uh vader and they're going back to naboo i don't talk much i'm i'm fairly unflappable as a ship Um, it was good, man, but it it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, whoa, it's, it's like Greg Pak yeah. is really in it for the long haul. It's a lot a of them hacking up octopus tentacles. Yeah. It was, it was it bad. No. Was it great? Nah. Um, my other book that I want to briefly talk about was Immortal Hulk 32. Oh yeah. Let's uh, get into, I want to get into that too. That's one of my picks. So we'll just do it now. Uh, I, I I like what they're doing with this Immortal Hulk. I think it this, had a uh, uh, a Mojo Zemo World character vibe is to fucking it. creepy. Yeah, it felt like a Mojo World tale, like how you know how Mojo fucks with reality and puts people through like little games. It felt like that. It felt like if Mojo from the X Men had fucked with the Hulk's time, this is how, what it would happen. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. 
Um, I love I love that they've set up the perfect device that uh, Roxanne's immune to his his hypnosis because he's like I've had psychic barriers because I'm the big bad I'm the I I have all this already planned out like yeah. your abilities don't work on me. So for um, people that to to break down the story really quick, this issue deals with. Zemu has fucked with people's heads, and no one remembers Bruce Banner. They remember Zemu as the Incredible Hulk, and Bruce Banner. Well, he did like, it with everyone. Yeah, he's he's like I am the hero that everyone remembers from the Magic Planet. He did it as the Avengers. He's done it as the Fant- that like this TV. He does it as the Avengers. He does it as a Fantastic Four. He does it as the X Men. He's like it's only me that you remember. The I cover, am your hero. The cover. It's his face on money. Yeah, uh, and so everybody's talking like, yeah, Zemu from the Magic Planet. I remember that show. And the 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 creepiest thing is that like when Zemu eats this guy, he gets, and he like, does the creepy Bray Wyatt crab crawl, yeah. and it's his stomach opens up, and he start he like I was like, whoa! It that's looks fucking- like the machine, the little ground mouth that Princess Leia falls into in Return of the Jedi. Oh, the Sarlacc. It looks like the Sarlacc. Yeah. Yeah, man, fucking terrifying. And then everybody's like, "Oh, the Hulk's the bad guy." Yeah. Um. And although then, you start seeing people are remembering that it's like I, I, we remember this Zemu, but nobody can really like we have a fondness for the show that nobody can remember ever seeing. And uh, Banner is having this battle because Hulk is trapped, which like he's b- trapped behind the bathroom mirror, but he's trapped in another dimension, obviously. And even Bruce Banner without the Hulk is starting to not remember the Hulk. And he's starting to become this terrorist Robert Banner that Zemo's created. Yeah, and the Hulk remembers everything, yeah. which I think is awesome. And then at the end, Planet Hulk and Hulk get together and they're about to bust out of this shit. Well, that it's like Hulk. You think you're the strongest one there is, but no one is stronger than Planet Hulk. Hulk, World Breaker Hulk, um, and so I think uh, you're gonna have Planet Hulk. Hulk come out and and bash out and and start beat the being the shit out of uh, like strategic, militaristic, super strong, cosmic powered Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it's it's just a really great book. Like everybody's it's. It's got like it's like it straddles the line of like creepy horror uh, with like science fiction and superhero. It's like it's just super well written. It's unlike yeah. anything else on the shelves. I felt that I read another. I'm gonna get into my next pick real quick here. Uh, I read Catwoman 21, and this one also had a good horror vibe to it. Catwoman kind of feels at home in like a little horror-ish world like it shouldn't be straight noir like batman there should be a little theatric like theater to it so Hmm. in this book she's finally for the last few issues she's not been in gotham she's been at this place called via hermosa i think it's called and is it italian it's some sort of weird that place is on lockdown place is on lockdown uh and she's at the creel mansion now the big bad in this whole Jaleel, uh, Jaleel Jones story. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Joel, Joel Jones. I think it's Joel Jones. Yeah, she, her big bad has been this uh, Raina Creel, who is like the wife of this former politician, and like her whole thing is is her face is so fucked up from plastic surgery. Like she doesn't have a nose. Her teeth are all gone. Like she's bald. Uh, and she's like this evil political mastermind. 
So this book is just Selena Kyle finally at like her mansion. She's had this long journey to get to her and she's finally at her. And this Raina Creel has like these zombie monsters that she's brainwashed and it's just Selena Kyle hacking through a bunch of zombies, which is dope. Um, and then at the end they have this big talk down where she finally gets to Raina Creel. Um, and then as she does her like hero soliloquy of like, this has been what I've deduced on this journey all the way here. One of her zombies turns on her and just kills her. And Selena's just like, Oh, you did it. That's fucking, <laughs> that helps. Huh. Um, and then they set up that uh, Selena's passing on her mantle to like this little, I don't, I think he might be a gay kid, but also while this issue's going on, there's this kid waiting at the hospital, like thinking. Wait, Selena's passing on her mantle. What does that mean? Like she, the Catwoman mantle? She just, yeah, like she gives her old pair of glasses to this kid and is just kind of like, here, these are for you. I know I should have been here for you and your family because like his grandma was like near death from this creel broad this creel talking now that creel, creel down broad. there so, so, down there Gator don't so get the, the issue ends with him kind sure. of like not in full costume but he puts the glasses on and hops out onto his balcony like he's about to start busting some crime and then uh selena kyle drives off because she finally killed her big bad so it's gonna the next i think they're gonna close everything out in the 80th anniversary of catwoman Robin, Catwoman, and Joker all getting big 80th anniversary issues. Oh, I'll tell you what about that. Don't look out. Skip it on. Get on down there. But this was a good book. I've been off and on in Catwoman, so I'm not fully comprehensive of the overarching story. But, like, all you really need to know is that she's been trying to get this Creel girl. She finally got to her, and then she just killed her. So now, like, that's kind of the end to her story for the last couple years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I picked up the first issue of Catwoman. I really liked the art, but I was just like, I don't I don't care about this character. Right. She's a supporting character. I'm just like, and and that's you know I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm an old fogey and not woke, but I'm like, some characters are just supporting characters, man. Like like I don't think she's had a, enough time away from being associated with Batman to have her story be fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I don't think she could not be a main character. I'm just like, she's always just been kind of one note. But then again, at the, at the end of the day, so is Batman. He's always been kind of one note. So where, where's that criticism coming from? I don't know. I don't know. People get into that. And then in the news, so Batman 91 today was pretty dope. So it starts out with Joker sitting like, at a bar and he's tell he's telling his side of the designer story of like four Krillin four villains met with a designer and he basically said the designer gave him the t- gave them all the tools to achieve their greatest dreams like the fat little penguin man wanted to be the king so he became the king uh the the riddle master wanted to play his own game so he got the pieces to create his own game and mm. uh the the burglar wanted to ask the devil for all of the riches in the world and the ability to steal more in one one swipe than ever there than there ever was and then when he asked me what i wanted i said i wanted to be the devil and then i killed the devil and that's basically why he like shot the designer of like 
you're giving us all of our wildest dreams. I want to be you. That's my wildest dream. And that's why he killed him. Do you think that neuter that kind of neuters the Joker? Also, no, it doesn't to- neuter him. It just says because he keeps calling the designer the devil, and he goes, and the jester said to him, "I want to be the devil." Also, to quickly segue into like big news that just came up is that uh, this year we're finally going to get the three Jokers. Yeah, they're setting uh, the N- Nightwing that came out. I didn't read it yet, but there that's the first prelude to the War of Jokers. Nice. Dice. Um, dice. 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 Dice, dude. And then you have... Uh, dice. So, and then Harley and Catwoman are in the Riddler's lair, and they discover that um, the designer has... They had, like, the other three assassins captured in Riddler's lair, and they were kind of watching them. And then they find out that the the designer just snatched him away and the designer appears on these computer screens and he explains that his whole plan this whole time, the whole reason he gave them all their like whatever quote unquote wildest dreams, it was all to keep Batman busy while he did this. So he, huh. so yeah, he was like it was he wanted to keep bi- Batman busy by propping up the four villains and making them like the focus and then selena and harley figure out that the building they're in is is uh rigged um and then wait that, why is harley with them oh because she's going after the joker she wants she wants the joker she's always going after the joker but now she knows that he's got the new girlfriend and that's like part of her story like she wants to oh. kill she wants the that punchline girl and the joker um, so Catwoman and Harley have to escape from the Riddler's lair because it's rigged to explode. And then at the, while this is happening, Batman and Deathstroke are fighting on Batman's new giant plane. Uh, and it's funny because while they're facing off, Deathstroke even says like, you know, this is always the same thing. Like we fight on a gadget and then you bring forth some new bigger gadget. Like this has to be costing you money at this point. Like this is even getting expensive. Like it points to your note of them saying like Batman's one note. It was him kind of being like, you know, this is always kind of the same shit. And that's so, I'm, I kind of dig that Tinian's kind of calling that out. Yeah. And then it ends with, uh, Batman and Slade jump off of the, the bat plane and the designer is there with the Riddler behind him, and that's how it ends. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. But I like what Tinian's <laughs> doing. Um, Keith, yes. uh, did you read X-Men 8? I sure did. Um, uh, this is the most action-packed X-Men book, uh, like X-Men, uh, like the, so- the, the single title book that's been in, I think, in the last eight issues. That's just fucking straight action. We're set in a plot now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it brings all the stories from the New Mutants, uh, X Men, and uh, I think there's like an, another yeah New Mutants and X Men together, and then you learn that what the they got New this Mutants, king egg they got this king egg, and it's because every so often a king egg is born uh, into the brood, and it's it's the, the uh, hold on Brew talks about it. Um, 
Uh, a king egg disrupts the breeding cycle. A king egg makes the queens go to war. More importantly, unless special precautions are taken, a brood hive can smell a king egg from a galaxy away. And every says that, like, this really, uh, so this there's like these space koi whales. This was in space, and it's got other yeah. little koi fish going inside of its dead little eye socket. And each and every one of these, like, space whales or koi fishes or space fish are just breeding grounds for the brood, which I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's such a 90s thing. They also get into this altering of reality, kind of. So you have the Shi'ar report of the big battle of kings. That So in New Mutants, they had this war of kings or whatever the fuck. And they think that, like, Vulcan or Gabriel Summers is dead, and they have all of these, like outcomes of the war and then gabriel wakes up and he's back on krakoa and lalandra uh now her heir has taken the throne from uh the gladiator and like that you see the same report at the end of the book but with different outcomes i uh so i watched this thing like there's a lot of uh pieces in this like where vulcan wakes up by the fault uh there's a similar thing when they were doing uh, they're focused on the Inhumans. Uh, there's a, almost panel for panel shot from another artist uh, of uh, Black Bolt waking up in the same position. Mm-hmm. And then when you see like Shi'ar battle record, uh, so the Inhumans are are mutants now, right? N- the uh, I don't know if they're going to reintroduce them. Like they kind of wrote them off this. the page. Uh, Black Bolt's not in this. Oh, no, None that's, of the Inhumans. That's, he kind of looks like. I'm sorry. It's that dude at the beginning. Uh, he does not speak, so no one knows exactly how Black Bolt escaped from the fault. Some say he died and returned as the Midnight King. Others know better and understand the power of genetic prophecy. He, the will of the Celestial Messiah cannot be denied. So they're setting up a plot for the Inhumans to come involved, to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like, the action in this was awesome. Like, you get to see, like, like uh, how badass, uh... Uh, magic is uh, the fight scenes with the brood because now they don't have to worry about killing anything. Oh, so um, I think the Shi'ar battle record was because they didn't know that mutants can just regenerate. So it says number one, crown magister of the empire after the war of the kings, uh, the exile of a Narani heir or whatever the fuck, former super guardian. Then it says update. Gladiator has recently signaled his desire to surrender the Imperial Throne to Zandra Narami. And then, two, Black Bolt. Killed at the conclusion of the war when a T-bomb detonated, ripping a hole in the fabric of space and time. This anomaly is known as the Fault, and nothing ever escaped it. And then it has that update, which you read. And then it has the Gabriel Summers one, where it says he was killed at the Fault. Then it says, update, Vulcan never died. Is that because the mutants tampered with the records? I, I think it's because the like mutants can't die anymore. They brought them back. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of this book, after the the X Men are like, we need to go to the Shi'ar, and then you realize that the Ronin, uh, who is now blind and has like a cybernetic eye, uh, is like where uh, judgment is not enough. Uh, what are they looking for? He wants What's the he king egg. For? Oh, he wants what? What the, uh, the, the penance? Uh, cleansing breath. The judgment is not. Oh, he yeah, he wants the king egg. Um, and so the X Men are coming, and then uh, the Shi'ar Empire realizes that the that there's an accuser, and they're like, we've we're going to hunt better game. 
which is going to be setting up the X-Men coming into this uh, Empire story. Yeah. Because now the Kree accusers are in there, which are part of Empire. And now the uh, uh, the Shi'ar involved, and the Shi'ar hate the Kree. Um, yeah, it was a good book. Uh, it was, I was like, fuck, exact, exactly everything I wanted in an X-Men book. Nice. Um, yeah, it was really good. And I, I'm glad they finally did something. Like, I was kind of not down on the New Mutants, but I didn't think it was like, oh, I don't have to read it. But I like that they brought it into this book and then they catch you up on what was happening in the previous book also really fun thing that i don't know if people noticed is like brew is a brood but he's a mutant amongst his species Mm -hmm. so because of that he can travel through the portals because he's a mutant yeah and I was like, I really hope other people catch that and realize, like, it's just not human mutants that can open. It's mutants. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then I uh, I read Excalibur number nine, keeping with the Excalibur. X-Men thing. Um, and in this book, this is getting into uh, more Excalibur lore. So this is about uh, the Excalibur team trying to access the Starlight Citadel which was basically like the halls of justice for Excalibur. It was like where all the di- the dimensional Captain Britons hung out, basically. Oh, cool. And uh, it, cool. it was run by Morgana Le Fay. Or let me get the explanation, because they set up what it actually is. So Betsy can't access the Starlight Citadel for some reason. It says, the exact origins of the Starlight Citadel are unknown. By all accounts, it has existed for as long as Otherworld itself and serves as a meeting place and administrative nexus for all realities. Earliest writings from the Otherworld claim the tower was named for its its visibility due to the height and illumination it can be seen at night from anywhere in Otherworld. Um, In the past, the Citadel has hosted several hosts. it serves as the central fortress of otherworldly guardian and omniversal magistrix Opal Luna Saturnin. Um, the tower are unique in that they are served as a hub for the various realities, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Lady Saturnin is known for her ambition, and she makes clear that she was not born to her position, but acquired it through hard work and careful planning. She has since replaced Merlin as omniversal guardian and rewards... Uh, the similar, uh, similarly ambitious with a devoted school of priests who serve as her hand. And uh, during this issue, they're doing like a ceremony with the priests. Like you don't know exactly what it is yet, but they're building towards this ceremony. And as it's happening, Excalibur and Apocalypse approach the Citadel. And Shogo gets shot down. And like you think he might be dead. And then uh, these, like, priests all attack the Excalibur at the end. And it kind of just ends with this big battle between these priests of the Starlight Citadel and Excalibur. And then this Saturn chick, she kind of looks like Emma Frost. Um, it looks like she turned, she wants to turn Rogue Jubilee and the Braddock Boys into, like, an evil Captain Britain team. Oh, cool. Like it says, I see the mutant kingdom and their new Excalibur would escalate this to war. I'll send as many priests as I have 
uh, it's the right of the magistrix to make any sacrifices necessary to maintain balance, to put a stop to whatever madness threatens the balance of the omniverse. I will destroy whatever I see fit. Yeah. I like uh, Excalibur and how it's getting all types of weird. Well, yeah, and then so Jubilee was riding Shogo as a dragon, and then Shogo gets shot down, and Jubilee, like, dive bombs into this giant fucking light thing of light. Mm. So you don't really know what happened to her yet. That's why I don't know if these people have been turned into this Captain Britain team or if that's what her plan is, but she has this, like, envision of them dressed as Captain Britons. Cool. Cool, baby. Cool. And then I'm still in the middle of X-Force. Uh, Keith, my last book, and probably my favorite book I've read so far in the last couple months is Decorum, uh, issue one by Jonathan Hickman. Um, it's it's like 48 pages, maybe even 52 pages. Uh, the art style's like completely different. It's like design here this is kind of like how the design it's very hickman-y oh yeah um but then it kind of does this like interesting like a lot of text and then this gorgeous art by uh by huddleston Mm -hmm. um and so they they start explaining like uh it starts out with the uh the conquistadors uh it looks very much like oh uh, it's the spanish arriving on the new world and it's like natives fighting like these robot conquistadors, uh, and of course they get slaughtered. And then they're like the robots' gods take like these people's brains, and is like, oh, we get it now. Uh, and then they start traveling uh, to conquer more worlds. Um, and so they explain uh, in in like four pages of maps, they explain the galactic sectors, which are. Uh, the Sagittarian Hive, which are an energy collective. The Norma Coalition, which is wild space. Orion Signius League, which is a celestial farm. Uh, the Union, the Republic of Frontier Worlds. Shattered Empire, Waste. Church of the Singularity, the Artificial Intelligence Union. And Syndicate Major, Federation of Rogue Systems. And so then they start talking about like these pyramids that have existed and where they've been in the last 100,000 years. And they start explaining like the Church of the Singularity built on the bones of the old solar empire. The Church of the Singularity is a cooperative but hierarchical artificial intelligence that controls the galactic sector with an iron fist. Uh, And they just start kind of laying out a couple worlds, what they are. Um, And then you flash to one of the worlds um, and uh, there's a courier, uh, and you see that she's talking to some gangsters to deliver something, and the, she's negotiating price. And then you start learning, like, there are cryopods, and there's this big plague, a very, very a plague, uh, and how the plague was killing people, but then these cryopods were invented to keep people in stasis. But now people are indentured servants trying to pay off the debts to get the cryopods open so mm-hmm. people can get the cure that's so expensive people can't afford it. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. And then you go flash forward to a gang world and you see this badass chick that's I got on the cover. three minutes left with you, Kevin, by the way. All right. This badass chick that's on the cover, and she's part of this syndicate of assassins, 
And so it turns out the package was delivered to her, and she's got this, like, diamond device that, like, deflects and shoots things and is controlled by her mind. Uh, and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? And then she's like, but her whole thing is about etiquette and rules of etiquette. Uh, so her whole, like, functionality, and she's like, uh, and so you learn that she's from this assassination guild, um, and then she brings this young courier into her world, and that's how you establish, like, I'm gonna, you're gonna learn more about this planet and why this exists. Tight. It was an awesome book. It's it's just like uh, Hickman's just put a ton of ideas in this book that I hope I really hope this becomes the new saga. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Keith, what are you excited for this week and next week? Um, cable. Well, I kind of X Force is the only thing left that I have to read. Something is killing the children. Six Spawn three oh six Middle West sixteen, and then next week. Action 1021, Detective 1021, Far Sector, Legion of Superheroes 5, Immortal Hulk 33, Last God 6, X-Men Fantastic Four 3, X-Men number 9. Okay, I am excited for Excalibur 9, Guardians 3, uh, Something's Killing the Children, Star Wars Issue 4, X-Force 9, Far Sector 5, Hellions Issue 1, Legion of Superheroes 5, Sex Criminals 28, The Immortal Hulk 33, Last God 6, X-Men Fantastic Four 3, and X-Men 9. Keith, uh, be safe out there as the world ends, uh, and let's end this podcast the way we always end every podcast, with a little bit of hope. Yeah. On a count of three. One, two, two three. Show!